0: Welcome to the Institute for Person-Centered Care podcast, where the principles of person-centered care come alive. We are able to bring you these podcasts in collaboration with KALAFF. In today's podcast, experts from the Iowa City VA healthcare system are joining us to discuss person-centered approaches that the VA incorporates in caring for our aging veteran population. This week's podcast host is Ann Garten, director of the Institute and nursing faculty at St. Ambrose University. Welcome to the IPCC podcast, brought to you by the Institute for Person Centered Care in collaboration with KALA FM. I'm Ann Garten, director of the Institute and nursing faculty here at St. Ambrose, and we'll be your host for today's podcast. Our podcast today shares the person centered practices available for our aging veteran population. Today, our guests Jennifer Schmintek and Deborah, Deborah Moeller from the Iowa City VA Healthcare System joins us. Thank you, both of you. And I wonder if each of you would share a little bit about yourselves um, for our listeners today.
1: Jen, how about we start with you? Of course, and thank you, Ann, for having us today. I've been a medical and mental health social worker for over 20 years now, and I've been with the Iowa City VA for the last 12 years. I have experience working with seriously ill and injured combat veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as experience in VA's homeless programs, and I'm the current program manager for the Iowa City VA's Caregiver Support Program. Wow, lots of
0: expertise there. Thank you for that. And Deb, would you share a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure, and, and also thank you for having us. I'll, I'll mirror what uh, Jennifer just said. So I have been a community-based medical social worker for more than 30 years. That's kind of dating myself. But um, the greatest portion of my career was spent in home care. I worked for a large visiting nurse organization for about 18 years, been at the Iowa City VA for over seven, going on eight years. And now for the last three years, I have been in the role as the contract nursing home coordinator for the Iowa City VA.
0: Excellent, thank you. I wonder, Deb, if we start with you a little bit and and if you would share with us how the Iowa City VA uh, promotes person-centered care.
2: So that's a great question. There are actually many, many initiatives in play to keep the veterans at the center of what we do. And I I believe that you recently had uh, touched on a couple of our programs in these podcasts with our our mental health team and our suicide prevention team. Uh, Today we had uh, talked or had planned to touch briefly on a couple of community-based programs, so programs in which the Iowa City VA can authorize to pay for care for a veteran in the local community and where they live. So there are are a a couple of different things we're going to talk about today. Um, One is what we call care in the community. Uh, Jennifer's going to talk about our caregiver support program, and then I will touch a little bit on uh, what my team does with the contract nursing home program.
0: Excellent. Lots of good stuff. I look forward to hearing about it. And I wonder if you would share some more about uh, ways for veterans to receive care, where they live, because we know that's important uh, to uh, improve outcomes.
2: Absolutely. So the Iowa City VA has always had a mechanism in place to authorize various types of care and services out in the local communities um, outside of the Iowa City area um, for veterans that qualify. So keep in mind that VA is a system of healthcare where we're not an insurance program. So any care or service that the VA provides must be uh, prior approved, and that's just a mechanism for making sure that the veteran is eligible for what they are, what what is being requested, and that it is medically appropriate, medically justified to provide. So we, we have a whole team that is called our Care in the Community team, and they help to to review and, and authorize or prior approve for veterans to have things like like home care services. So a veteran who maybe needs to have a visiting nurse or they need to have a bath aid or a homemaker to come into their home and help support them living where they of course, want to live in their in their homes and their communities. Um, there's a mechanism for providing equipment for veterans who maybe need walkers or wheelchairs or they need some things in their bathroom, like a grab bar for the tub or a bench for the tub, um, or a lifeline. Uh, the VA has a, a version of, like, the lifeline, a little emergency button that folks can push if they get into trouble at home. But we also have a mechanism for authorizing specialty care. We call it specialty care, so various specialists. If a veteran lives too far away from Iowa City and it's uh, too tasking for them to get to Iowa City to see a cardiologist or someone in orthopedics or to get to the eye clinic, um, those are things that we can help to approve for a veteran to be seen by those specialists in the community in which they live. So um, for any of those things, Uh, a veteran should call their primary care clinic. So wherever they go in the VA system for primary care, uh, call there and talk to their primary care teams there to inquire about any of those sorts of things.
0: We know that that specialty care is extremely important, um, especially since we want in-person-centered care for people to receive the right care at the right time by the right people. uh, And when we have such a large... Uh, rural population, that, that's extremely helpful. I wonder, Jen, Absolutely. if you could share with us, earlier Deb had mentioned uh, a program for caregivers, and we know that is also very much entwined in person-centeredness, is that we want the, uh, whoever we deem to be family uh, to be part of our cares. Could you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: You bet, Anne. The VA recognizes the important role that family caregivers play in caring for veterans at home and in the community. So we actually have two components of the caregiver support program. We have the program of general caregiver support services, which is available to all caregivers of our veterans. This program offers support groups, education programs, and various resources to our family caregivers. The VA also has the program of comprehensive assistance for family caregivers. So this is gonna be for veterans who need a much greater level of care in the home. Veterans eligible for this program have to be in need of personal care services uh, due to an inability to perform an activity of daily living, or they need a caregiver for supervision and protection. Um, There are additional eligibility criteria such as that veteran having to have a 70% service connection or greater, and also certain dates of service that they need to have served in right now. Um, People can find out a lot of information about these programs, including applying online at caregiver.va.gov. They can also go to their local primary care clinic and speak with their social worker. They can also get information at our caregiver support line, and that number is 855-260-3274. That caregiver support line, again, can be used by any caregiver, um, and they will provide resources and referrals. Uh, They have education groups, again, for any caregiver of veterans. So the VA really does have a focus on wanting to support um, our caregivers to make sure that they're well taken care of, so that they can care for our veterans. Indeed, because if we don't care for self, it's very difficult to care for others. Absolutely. We really do have a focus on wellness and whole health so that um, if you take care of yourself, you can take care of others.
0: I wonder what the next step is if and when a veteran's care needs are too much to be at home.
2: So that's where the contract nursing home program comes in for those veterans who are eligible to go to a nursing home on a VA paid stay. So when the care needs become too great to remain in the home, um, a number of veterans are eligible to go to one of the facilities that the Iowa City VA contracts with and to be there on the VA's dime. So there are actually various reasons that a, a veteran might go for nursing home placement. Uh... We have many veterans that go for a short-term rehab stay. So uh, maybe post-hospital, they they're not quite ready to go home and need a couple works, uh, excuse me, a couple weeks worth of rehab before they're strong enough to be able to go back to their home. We have a number of veterans who are in nursing home for long-term care that um, their health and care needs just require for them to be somewhere where they are supported and and cared for on a daily basis. We also can provide nursing home care for hospice or end of life. Stays for people who um, are, have reached that point in their life's journey, uh, and then we also have a, a component uh, most veterans will qualify for for caregiver respite. So those are intended to be brief, short-term stays uh, intended to help provide some sort of relief for a caregiver. And that's uh, you know to give a person-centered example that the respite really is a great benefit that the VA provides. Uh, we've had a number of caregivers that maybe um, need to go out of town for a wedding. So the veteran is not able to travel, and yet we have a caregiving wife or a caregiving husband that wants to go out of town for a week or so to to go to a family wedding or some other uh, family reunion. We've had that happen a number of times. So uh, my program is able to help provide uh, some brief, nursing home care for that veteran to be cared for so the caregiver caregiver can have some time away. Um, we've also had caregivers have some sort of an emergent medical crisis where we end up having a hospitalization or a caregiver needs to have surgery. So again, that respite benefit is, is an awesome way for us to be able to help, um, not only take care of the veteran, but take care of, uh, the family unit as a whole. Um, so my team, uh, We have 18 facilities spread throughout the Iowa City VA service area, which is a pretty large uh, geographic area uh, throughout eastern Iowa, eastern third of Iowa, little chunk of Illinois, one county down in Missouri. Um, And we're always looking to expand our program and add more facilities with the goal to be able to have a facility available within a 30 to 45 minute drive for any eligible veterans, so that we can try to keep folks as close to home as possible. Um, It's important to know that not all veterans are eligible to be in a nursing home on a VA contracted stay. And again, uh, for veterans who have questions about any of that, uh, we encourage them to contact their local clinic uh, and talk with their primary care team about that.
0: That's a lot of great work and uh, in, in offerings. And I love how we're able to uh, incorporate that respite care, uh, again, pulling in the the needs of the caregiver is so important in person-centeredness uh, because it, this is this is sometimes chronic or or end of life uh, type things and and longer term than uh, they might have expected and and want to be able to join in in other things in their lives. Right. I wonder, Jen,
1: Absolutely. if you have
0: a story that you could share that was you know, um, some positive uh, outcomes have occurred and and uh, that you think would help
1: people see some of the, these pictures and how they were? Absolutely, Anne. So the caregiver support program, of course, has been going on for a number of years now. We've recently expanded. Um, so the program originated in that we were uh, first taking on caregivers of OEF, OIF veterans. And now as of October one. We've expanded to really taking on um, veterans of the Vietnam era and and before that. So we're starting to get an older um, veteran population um, into the program. But um, our current population, I know, is a lot of OEF, OIF veterans, and I'm very familiar with some of them. And many of them have had um, traumatic brain injuries, um, amputations, some spinal cord injuries as well. Um, and so of course, we don't want to get into any um, details or you know give any private information. but you know, I know of one very dedicated mother who's taking care of her son, um, who was very seriously injured um, over in Afghanistan. And I would say like the caregiver support program has really helped her a lot. Um, the program for comprehensive assistance does provide um, a financial stipend for caregivers who do qualify for that program, but they also provide things like um, mental health counseling um, for those caregivers. Um, it can provide a CHAMP VA, so health insurance um, for that caregiver who then is not able to go out and work because she has spent so much time at home caring for her son, who has then needed that level of care. Um, But it also provides peer mentoring. Uh, So through our program, we were able to connect her with a peer mentor, not locally in Iowa, somewhere else in the United States, um, who has been going through the same thing um, with another uh, seriously injured Um, veteran Uh, so they were able to connect and share stories and just have that connection which was just so much better for her mental health and to not feel as isolated in you know in the middle of Iowa somewhere Uh, so from that perspective is just a really positive outcome and you know we're looking at six years later and what that outcome is from when that veteran was, was first discharged with these injuries. And the, the two of them together are right now doing so much better. Not only is he doing much better in his rehab, but she as a, as a caregiver um, is doing much better too. So it's just a great success story to see that. And we can see that throughout the whole, throughout the whole program. So that's just, just one instance. I know now that we have just expanded um, as of October 1, our team has been talking to Deb because we are looking at um, with our older population that we may be working much more with her with the respite services um, that she spoke about because uh, once again, people in our uh, program for comprehensive services uh, have much greater access to respite services. Um, So we're working with her team on, um, you know, how, how we're going to work that process and if we, if that need really expands um, with kind of an older population with greater needs um, and because that respite benefit that Deb spoke about is just, is just an amazing benefit to be able to, um, to be able to offer to, to our veterans and our caregivers um, it it can be just such an amazing benefit. Um, and then I think Deb, I probably cut you off there.
2: Oh no, I was just, uh, just agreeing because I think, um, it, it really is awesome. I'm, I'm a very proud employee. It's, it's truly humbling and my honor to work with the veteran population. And, and, you know, everything that Jennifer was talking about, um, with this caregiver and connecting to others across the nation. And and it's a mother caring for her son. I mean, many of us are are at an age where we have children that could be the soldiers coming back from our current day conflicts. And many of us are at an age where the older veterans could be our parent. Um, So it's just, it's amazing the uh, what's available to help provide care and how our teams work collaboratively, not to toot our own horns, but truly work collaboratively, collaboratively to uh, provide care as much as we can for veterans where they where they uh, hope and choose to live as long as we can.
0: Indeed, I am thoroughly impressed. I love the idea of the uh, mentorship that you shared, Jennifer, because we know that those types of um, programs uh, benefit both sides immensely, right? Um, and of course always uh, I think the majority of us want to be able to stay at home as long and if possible our entire lives. So these programs certainly do indeed support just that. I wanna thank you both for joining us today and uh and and sharing these important uh community uh Accessibility offerings for our veterans. And I wonder in closing, Jen, if you would again share those contact information and we'll certainly also put it on the uh, links in our in our podcast. Uh, but if you would share that for us again, I think
1: the listeners that would need that would greatly appreciate it. You bet for the National caregiver Support line, that number is one eight five five. 260 3274. That number actually, the Caregiver Support Line has some expanded hours right now. Um, It is Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., and they're open on Saturday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can also, for the Caregiver um, Program, you can go online to caregiver.va.gov. You can apply right online if you don't want to apply online um, you can click to download a va form 1010cg download that if you have a local va clinic in your area you can bring that into their your va clinic and they will send it our way Um, or you can always mail that into the iowa city va medical center and they will get it to us Um, if you are not enrolled in the va and you are listening to this uh, podcast, um, the first step to be eligible for any of these services that Deb and I spoke about today um, is applying for VA healthcare benefits because there really are a wealth of services available to you. To find out about that, simply go to va.gov online and you will see something that, that says healthcare on it. Um, you can see a bunch of information about VA benefits, but you can go to the healthcare tab and hit the link that says apply now for VA healthcare. You can apply online, um, is usually the simplest way, or you can download another VA form, 1010 EZ, um, and apply that way as well. Um, but to really get started on all these benefits, Deb and I have spoken about uh, if you're not enrolled, apply now. Um, I know some veterans maybe hesitate and they don't want to take away what they perceive as these benefits from somebody else, but we really need all veterans who are eligible to enroll, so I encourage everybody to do that.
0: Excellent. Thank you both for joining us and sharing these excellent programs that are available to our uh, veterans, and thanks listeners again for joining in and practicing person-centered care. to the Institute for Person-Centered Care podcast, brought to you by St. Ambrose University's Institute for Person-Centered Care and KALAFM. Tune in next month when we discuss person-centeredness approaches in assisting those in treatment and recovery of addiction. You can learn more about the Institute for Person-Centered Care by connecting with us on Facebook and Twitter.